Welcome to your number one source of information on women's pelvic health. On this podcast, you will hear from medical experts, pelvic health professionals, holistic healers, and patients themselves in order to learn and understand everything there is to know about regaining and maintaining your pelvic health and becoming your own best advocate for your pelvic floor, the most vital part of our bodies as women. All of the conversations are intimate, raw, and unedited in order to deliver the most authentic information possible. Before we begin this episode, I want to thank Modern Fertility, an at-home hormone testing kit for sponsoring this podcast and for offering all listeners $10 off their first order. Modern Fertility is the first comprehensive fertility hormone test for women that you can take at home. One in six couples have trouble conceiving. We have all of the tools to prevent pregnancy. However, we need more information in order to help us plan for it, even if kids are far in the future. Proactive fertility hormone tests often are not covered by insurance and can cost upwards of $1,500. However, at just $159, Modern Fertility sends you a super easy at-home test, which you complete, send back to them, and then receive your results in under 10 days. This test gives you access to the information you need in order to help you plan ahead and navigate the world of fertility. Modern Fertility also creates a customized report in order to help you understand your fertility through your hormones. The test can tell you if you have more or less eggs than average, what you could expect from IVF or egg freezing, how your hormone levels relate to PCOS, which 1 in 10 women have, and your general hormone health, which is a window into your broader health. You'll have a personal fertility team to help you understand your results and come up with a game plan. You get access to a team of fertility nurses, a weekly webinar, and their online community of other like-minded women. If you are currently pregnant or breastfeeding, the hormone test will not work for you. You can, of course, take it after this period of time to monitor your hormone health again. And if you are over 45 years old, the modern fertility test will not work either. With that said, if you want to go ahead and order Modern Fertility's at-home kit, you will receive $10 off as a Women's Pelvic Health Podcast listener. So go to their website, www.modernfertility.com backslash pelvic health, and make sure you enter the backslash pelvic health in order to receive those $10 off. And I will link this URL in the show notes as well. So I hope that Modern Fertility will help all of you to feel empowered and in charge of your hormonal health and to better understand your amazing body. Today, I am here with an amazing woman named Estrella. She is a huge women's sexual health advocate and entrepreneur. She's a femtech writer contributing largely to Forbes, and she's a co-founder of the app called Bewomb that's spelled B-W-O-M, 
which focuses on finding solutions to women's intimate health and pelvic health problems. So I'm so excited to have you here today. We've been trying to plan this for a while. Thank you so much for having me. We finally made it. I know. Thank (laughs) you for coming to do this. I'm really excited for you to share everything. Like you've told me a lot in the past, but Mm -hmm. I know that there's more and I want everyone else to hear about what you do and how you really advocate for all of these issues that aren't talked about. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we got connected at that women's health event because you are focusing on a very important issue that is not talked about at all yeah um and, and you as well. pelvic floor and pelvic pain exactly yeah. so when i first started my company we won in 2015 nobody was, was talking, talking about, about it. it nobody knew like still to this day uh we forget because we're in these bubbles where we all know what it is um but um People that are not in the field, they do not know what it is to have physical therapy for pelvic floor. They don't know what the pelvic floor yeah. is. And so you're doing a great job at um, advocating for that. And just to give a little bit of a background. Um, yeah, tell us like, how old are you, yeah. how old you are, like how you got started in all this and what you exactly you do. Yeah. So my name is Estrella Jaramillo. I'm the co-founder of B1, which is a digital health solution for women's intimate health. Uh, we focus on creating personalized care plans for issues such as incontinence, pelvic pain, sexual dysfunction, recovery postpartum, uh, diastasis erecti, but also make recommendations for hormonal health, endometriosis, symptom management, etc. We grew up to over 200,000 users in 10 countries and uh, we're present in Europe, Latin America, and North America, mostly at the moment. Um, I'm also, you know, a, a, a female health advocate speaking a lot of events to put you know to raise awareness about the importance of talking about these subjects instead of having women suffer in silence and not know who to talk to or who to go to to discuss these issues and also i write about you know femtech and all the cool women's health companies that are coming out in the market solving very very important problems um yeah so i'm very passionate about all of this i kind of like stumbled upon entering the field of women's health. I always mm-hmm. say like it was serendipity, but at the same time then in retrospect, I understand that I was very, very passionate about this because I had my own uh, intimate health issues when I was right. much younger, like I'm talking 14 year olds to 21, 22. And I had a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and I had no idea what was going on with my body and why I had such strong symptoms like fainting every time I had my period. Which, like I had incapacitating symptoms. So it's just like uncontrollable bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I would go to doctors they would just like tell me to take the pill and see if it was better, but never got an in-depth examination. I was never asked the right questions. It was something that created also a lot of anxiety around my sexual life when I was a little bit older because I never knew if I was gonna like you know, be able to be with someone and then yeah. not have to go to the emergency room. I don't know. like, it, And you didn't know what was wrong with yourself. I have no yourself. idea to this date. Right. I, yeah, I just at some point opened up to a couple of friends and it turns out one of them had been experiencing something similar. She started taking the pill. I chose not to. Uh, personal reasons, I'm not saying right. one is better than the other. But in her case, it helped. In my case, I was like, if I numb the symptoms and I don't know what's happening, maybe something worse will happen in the future. Right. And now, you know, like years later when I was already like old enough and mature enough to like advocate for myself, I did an in-depth examination and everything seemed to be fine. So to this day, we don't know why that happened, but I don't think that women should go through that experience. I think that they should know what's happening with their bodies and what they can do to 
feel better. Yeah. And Beom is one of the only apps, if not the only app that I know of, that's focused specifically on women's pelvic health. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely a couple more, but I don't even know if there's still up out there. There's yeah. a couple of devices though, but yeah, we started as a we then expanded to many other women's health issues, but mm. the core component when we first launched our product was helping women with that forgotten part of their health. Right. Usually women don't think about pelvic floor until they they deliver a baby mm-hmm. unless they've had some symptoms. And the thing is that, you know, sexual pain and discomfort is highly common. It's very common and we have normalized it. Yeah. We have met we have, you know, society tells women, well, sometimes it hurts. Well, you just need to relax. And sometimes they don't get gynecologists. Gynecologists themselves sometimes right. don't refer people to to the right specialists to the pelvic uh, floor uh, physical therapy, and um, you know those are issues that happen a lot more than we think, and yet they're not being helped. You mm-hmm. know that we're not offering yeah. solutions, and there are solutions because that's the whole discipline that that we work with. And so we decided to design this like super interactive so that women could a take a test and understand where their symptoms come from so first benefit you know at least now you know you know that you're not the only one because we also give them the statistics of the percentage of women in their age segment or demographic segment that experience those symptoms and b we give them daily habits and exercises that they can do to start improving those symptoms yeah and you've gotten really good feedback from yeah, users. women loved it. Yeah, users uh-huh. were like crazy about it because they had never, as you said, right. seen anything that would help them understand why they had certain symptoms. Yeah. Really interesting. And did you get into this field mainly because of the problems that you experienced or were you always interested in these topics? So it the, the part of my experience, like I say, it was more of like a realization that I had looking backwards because I was like, why do I care so much about yeah. this? But I did care about it because for me, women's health is at the core of gender equality. Mm-hmm. If women don't have sexual equality because they have these issues that are not being helped or they're just given pills like antidepressants like some companies are doing to be like, oh, you just had low libido. No, it's a way more multifaceted issue and sometimes a pill's not gonna solve it. Right. We need to like allow, instead of suppressing women's sexuality, we need to allow them to feel it and explore it on their own because mm-hmm. that is part of the cause of why certain things happen right um i was very passionate about maternal health and and the whole gap where there's no support for women after they give birth and yet they're submitted to so many like high expectations it's like you're expected to bounce back you're uh, (laughs) lose weight you have killer abs after you've carried a baby for nine months and then go back to having sex immediately and you know there's all these myths around women lose interest in sex no women's bodies are like literally like they open up to deliver a baby and we the health the current healthcare system does not provide them with any source of solutions or support or care for them to help their bodies recover it's just you know, so I was always very passionate about this because for me, it's an instrument towards gender equality. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't make sure that women's health is really taken care of, this starts creating a gap in what you can do and how comfortable you feel doing ABC, how comfortable you feel with your body. It's just an issue of confidence and being in control of your own body that yeah. I think it's at the root of why women don't go more for what they want. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so 
you talked about the, the topics that you cover in the app, but in terms of when you speak at events and at workshops and you mentioned, well, we've talked about this before, but you, one of the, the companies that you write for is Forbes. So mm-hmm. when you're writing articles for them and for other outlets that, you know, you talk about these topics on, are you writing just about pelvic health and talking just about pelvic health or are there many other kind of taboo topics yeah. in the area of women's health that you also cover? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I cover anything that has to do with women's health. Yeah. And that includes also the intersection of women's health and mental health. Yeah. Uh, so the stigmatizing that. Right. Uh, the myth that women are emotional and, you know, like helping. So I basically like my my intention with uh, my writing is to give visibility to other female founders mm-hmm. and their amazing companies because I think that women founders solve very, very important problems that benefit entire communities and they're still not getting funded. Yeah. Um, so I want them to have that visibility. I want also to spread their words and their mission. And I also want to, like I was saying, raise awareness about all these women's health issues. So I talk about sex ed. Yeah. So I, I wrote about Mia, who is the founder from Talk Taboo. She does uh, sexual health education. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote about, what was one of the recent ones? Oh, recently I wrote about the, um, the gender discrimination or bias dynamics happening in the advertising industry where yeah. medications for erectile dysfunction can be widely advertised all over New York and yet products for female sexuality are deemed inappropriate and pornographic. Right. So, you know, like... I tap into exactly I tap into the zeitgeist of what's happening in the industry and how the industry of women's intimate health and sexual health is colliding with our culture and use this as a platform to give visibility to these issues and these women it's amazing (laughs) what kind of responses and feedback do you get I assume a lot of it's positive yeah most of it is positive right uh some t- I, I think I don't get too much negative feedback yeah. because the people that would give me the negative feedback at this point would probably not Tell, yeah. assert themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't. But, um, you know, when like trying to bring my business to insurers and corporations, I've definitely had a little bit of pushback where yeah. they knew it was something they needed at some point to do, but it was just not their priority mm-hmm. or they think it's a very niche problem, even though we had a lot of data supporting that over 70% of women have some sort of pelvic floor dysfunction at some point in their lives, you know, whether mild to severe, whether it's chronic or not. And what we wanted to do is give them the tools to address them as they arise so that they don't become chronic and then you need a surgery or an incredibly long uh, treatment. I run into that a lot where when I tell people about the podcast or the experiences that I've had with pelvic pain, their first response, not everyone, but a lot of people is, oh, that's a really interesting niche topic. Yeah. And I try and tell them they don't, it's not that they're trying to offend me or anything like that, but I just try and explain that it's actually really not niche. It's actually Mm -hmm. a huge women's health issue. Yeah. It's a a specific issue, but it's not niche because this affects so many women. It's just that no one talks about it. So no one knows that it's a big problem yeah and we've been socialized mm-hmm. into putting up with so much that we've become disconnected from our own, our own wellness I think yeah. at some point where we don't stand up for our own needs and a lot of women have discomfort and they just don't say it yeah you know but I think that slowly 
Hopefully we'll so, change. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's slowly, slowly changing, but it is changing. And then also what yeah. happens is that a lot of women get discredited when yeah. they express and they're like, oh, it's all in your head. Or yeah. you're just a little bit tight. And it's like, no, no, it is a problem medically, you know. I talked to a, to a friend of mine the other day who's been experiencing bladder, ish, a lot of bladder issues and vaginal issues. And she said, she's like, you know, I sit at my desk every day at work and I feel so uncomfortable. Like I'm deep breathing because I have this un- discomfort and I can't wear tight pants because I'm uncomfortable. And she said, I just try and say to myself, what if I just went about my day and ignored all of this and it was just in my head? And I'm like, it's not in your head. <laughs> How could you feel all these things, but then say to yourself, it's in your head. And I think it's because yeah. we're all conditioned to believe. Yes. How could it be possible that I that I feel this? Like why, why, how, what? Yeah. And we can't just kind of accept the fact that this is something that, this is a problem you have. And if you address it, you'll most likely be able to fix it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny. It's because also we understand so little about the science of uh, the brain in connection to pain yeah. and perception that yeah. you even like question yourself sometimes. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> that's what you're really doing. in my hand. And yeah. then you're like, no, it actually hurts. And that's one of the things that physical therapists, as you probably know, yeah. do. The, the ones are really, really good. When they have extreme cases, they help not just working with the physicality and movement and, and um, the tissues and, and the muscle structures, right. but actually working with the patients in disassociating themselves from the problem A and B, working the connection, like how the brain anticipates pain mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. doing A, B, C, you know, sitting or stretching or moving or having intercourse. So helping your brain yeah. understand that it's not going to necessarily hurt helps you too. Yeah. It's super interesting, yeah. actually. It's yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. What has been the most rewarding part or one of the most rewarding parts of the work that you do and of writing about these issues that affect so many women that no one talks about? Um, getting emails from women yeah. saying, oh my God, I, I had never heard about this. I've been yeah. having the symptoms and, or, you know, telling me like I've had sexual pain for five years, went from doctor to doctor. And then on your platform, I found this one physical therapist, talk to her and now I'm feeling better. Or I follow your recommendations in the app and I'm improving my symptoms. Just like seeing yeah. how women are like, taking ownership and like doing I'm not a passive subject of the healthcare system I am the owner of my healthcare journey yeah yeah and when they reach out to you that must be when you really kind of it like hits you that you're you know that the work that you're doing is amazing but when you hear from people telling you this has helped me I think that's when it really registers as like wow I'm making an impact yeah that's the best part because you know anyone could be like could create their own PR machine or whatever, like, yeah. you know, magazines. But what matters at the end of the day is that you're impacting the people. Mm-hmm. If the women's, you know, if the women that have used your app feel like their lives have significantly improved, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah. succeeding. Yeah. And, and another thing that I really enjoy a lot is whenever we've done partnerships with corporations mm-hmm. and have come in and, and done workshops uh, on site. And then the people that were there, the female team, um, has emailed me and said like, wow, this was amazing. Like I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. Right. I didn't know how egg freezing worked. I didn't know about postpartum recovery. I didn't know that this was something I had to think about. We even had some where like men came too and they were like, whoa, wow. this is a whole new world. Yeah. That's really exciting too. I think it's yeah. also crazy how little people, especially women know about their bodies. Yeah. 
And again, not in a bad way. It's just we, we're not taught properly. Yeah. And a friend of mine, um, a mutual, she's a mutual friend. We went to high school together. And actually, I ran into her at at that event that yeah. we met at. Mm-hmm. And she, I was talking to her, and she's a uh, a labor and delivery nurse. And she was telling me, she's like, you wouldn't believe people are in labor and they don't even know what whole baby comes out of. Like, <laughs> like they know, but like as crazy as that sounds, like they have no perception yeah. of their anatomy. Yeah. And that's down going there. back to that disconnection because we've been so... Like, like she said, someone asked, like, am I going to poop out of my vagina? Like, she's like, no, that's not... I think that's what she said. That's and yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, yeah. you know... She has to explain it. It's, she, they're giving birth, so she's not going to, like, give them a whole explanation. But she's like, you wouldn't believe how little people know yeah. about their bodies. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first thing that we tried to teach with our programs was that level of, pro- of proprioception. Yeah. As, it, as it's called in the medical community of, like, teaching women, like, this is your pelvic floor. Uh, do this exercise. Contract. Hold your breath. Relax. It lengthen. A lot of women don't know how to, like... What, what it feels like, the difference between contracting your pelvic floor, lengthening and relaxing. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of those dysfunctions also come from. Why? Because we've been educated to not talk about it, not touch it, yeah. and not focus on that area. So there, there's this big disconnect where people know where their arms and their hands are right. and can definitely, like, right. you know, utilize them, but then, and, and your biceps and all those other muscles. But then when it comes to that area, because it's so taboo, you're completely disconnected. So right. I'm, I'm not that. It's funny, but at the yeah. same time, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. There were questions like that. And <laughs> um, another question I have specifically about the app, and I just want to spell it out so that if mm-hmm. anyone, I'm going to link it in the show notes, but if anyone is listening right now and wants to download the app, which I highly recommend, it's B as in boy dash WOM, W-O-M. Cool. And I'll link, again, I'll link the website and the app in the show notes of this episode. But a question that I just thought of was, are you able to differentiate when someone answers the questionnaire in the app at, when they first sign up? Are you able to differentiate like if they have hypertonic pelvic floor muscles? We ask the questions. You ask mm-hmm. those questions. Yeah. So the person needs to know like if their muscles are contracted. No, they might oh. not know it. We, we okay. ask the questions yeah, yeah. that will lead us to understand whether right. they do or not. Because so, otherwise uh-huh. we will be giving them... You know, we do ask all of those questions. That's actually a very, very good question. It's very important because there's a lot of information going on in the internet right now of like, just do kegels. And right. it's like, you might not that could hurt you. Or if, could if, hurt yeah. Yes, yes. So we do ask the right set of questions for us to assess whether and give there's the right already, exercises. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a lot of like lengthening and breathing and relaxing and trying yeah. to help them like make that connection between the brains and their pelvic floor to actually relax. So it's super important mm-hmm. because otherwise they could be using any device or something that is actually, you know, it's the opposite of what they need. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a huge miscon- misconception mm-hmm. is that a lot of people you talk to, oh, I have pelvic pain or you may have pelvic floor dysfunction. And they're like, oh, so I should do Kegels. And mm-hmm. no, necessarily. not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. So I think, well, what are your thoughts on, you know, in conjunction, conjunction let's say, with using your app or doing exercises or using other resources, also going to pelvic floor physical therapy, I think is a really helpful and important aspect of the healing process when anyone may have a pelvic 
floor issue. Yeah, for sure. So if there's already do you a recommend it on yes. that? Yeah. I mean, we don't connect with doctors or anything, but if you already have a dysfunction and it's not just preventative or right. very early symptom um, that is very occasional, mm-hmm. definitely see a physical therapist. I know that some people it might seem daunting and scary, yeah. but definitely go because they're gonna like. Physical therapy is so interesting. It's just like about re-educating your body about how it has to move and, mm-hmm. and perform certain things so that you don't get those health issues. So definitely they need to go see it. And I think that our tool, what it is, is a great complement so that in between visits, they do their exercises and yeah. they have them in the yeah in the app and they track the symptoms. Pelvic mm-hmm. floor physical therapy, I always say is something that everyone should at least go to once for an evaluation yeah. mm-hmm. just to get that opinion. It should be part of our well woman visit. Or, yeah. You know, like definitely get an assessment. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you think about it, it's funny that you see like a soccer player, tennis player, yeah. they get an injury in their knee. What do they get? Of course they get as much physical therapy to restore the muscle as they need. And yet women give birth <laughs> And it is the entire muscle structure stretching after supporting added weight of the baby for nine months. And then we expect them to magically bounce back. And all these cases that we see of chronic incontinence, organ prolapses, they could be prevented, yeah. you know, if we had that knowledge. And if women, after they give birth, got a series of like, whatever, depending on the case, right? Mm-hmm. Five, ten sessions of physical therapy. Yeah. yeah. What's something if you have anything off the top of your head that's surprised you the most throughout this work? Mm, just, I guess just the understanding that I've gained about how people deal with issues. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. yeah. Like I was saying, just like people that have very, very strong symptoms and yet they're scared shitless to go to a physical therapist. And I get it because I've had symptoms and I was scared to go to the doctor because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, is it going to be worse if I know what's happening? But the psychology of how people interact with their health, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Fast, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another question that I have that I think you could give a really good answer to is in regards to all the taboos surrounding these topics and the topic of like women's sexual health and women's mm-hmm. intimate health. And someone actually asked this question at, at that event and you gave a really good answer. She asked, how can I get my friends to understand what I'm doing and how can I feel comfortable talking to my friends about these topics that I am am involved in in my career now and break the taboos and what do you remember what you said because you gave such a good answer yeah I think I said that I one of the most recent things that happened to me through my work was that sometimes when you become fully like vulnerable in that sense and you're like this is what I'm doing this is what I care about this is what happened to me you open the door you give permission to other people to be their honest selves and you'd be surprised how they start opening up Mm -hmm. to those ideas maybe they were even they maybe had had them before and they just like nobody was able to be the first one yeah you know i think that you just need to share it i obviously like some people at the beginning questioned when i went fully with this they were like oh but why or blah 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 and i was like well i love it it feels right and um you know i i think it's a very important mission and then it became something that people became more aware of and then they were like oh my god it's so cool but it was just you know and a lot of women came to me like people in my circle of friends and were like actually you they have yes yeah (laughs) right and that's exactly what what you said is that if you start talking about this Mm -hmm. 
your friends are going to gravitate towards you yeah. because they're going to at some point tell you that they have similar issues or are experiencing something that you're discussing. Like I know that's happened to mo- many of my friends have come to me and said, I have, oh, I didn't know that this was actually a problem. I have that problem. And again, as you said, the more you talk about it, the more people will connect to you and, and connect with you because yeah. they want to talk about this. Every woman wants to talk about their sexual health. But yeah. They don't know who to go to. Yeah, we don't necessarily have the tools right. to address those subjects, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> As we grow up, not even with our partners. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest challenge yeah. of them all. Yeah. Oh, can it, you imagine, like, when you have a dysfunction and you have to dis- you have to discuss it with your partner? Yeah. Because what are you gonna do otherwise? And it just forces you to become hyper aware of those dynamics and honesty and authenticity and like sharing and um, constructive communication, but. Most of the time, we just go on autopilot and we don't really create these safe spaces to discuss. Is there any other advice that you would give to women who are scared to talk about these topics but want to be more outspoken about them just because you're so good at it? Just find one person that you know you can trust and take the first step and then it will follow. Mm -hmm. You just need to take the first step. You owe it to, to yourself. You owe yourself to find a solution. Yeah. And I think there's something really therapeutic about people coming to be comfortable, coming to a place where they can be comfortable sharing their stories, mm-hmm. even when, at least from, you know, my when I, people that I've talked to, once they're able to share their story and to talk about it, mm-hmm. they almost, it helps them heal yeah. because it's kind of, is an aspect of like liberation and freedom yeah. that, that they have like released what they've been holding in for so yes, long. Yes, it is. You're right. Yeah, it is therapeutic. Just acknowledging yeah. that the problem is there. And it also primes your mind to look for solutions. A hundred percent. So yeah, it's so important. And, and I think that that's why these issues just get stuck in there for many, many years because we don't, we don't release them. We don't talk about them and therefore we can't allow yeah. the solution to come to us kind of, right? Yeah. And mm. usually when you talk about it, you'll find more resources and you'll find a better doctor or better person or someone else who can help you with something you haven't yet gotten help with. So yeah. it just allows you to heal better and faster, I yeah. think. Yeah, talking absolutely. About it. Yeah. yeah. And um, are there any other resources besides for the app, which I obviously will link and make sure is shared, but are there any other resources that you recommend or that you really have found helpful? Yes, so particularly for younger women, I'd say check out the Women's Health Foundation. They have different pelvic floor one-on-one resources, Mm. um, very easy-to-use guides to understand your pelvic health and and do um, exercises and find a routine that works for yourself. Um, Other than that, I'd say don't be afraid to find a physical therapist, find recommendations, go talk to them if you're experiencing any symptoms. Like I said, Talk Taboo is a great resource also for like sexual health, and they also talk about pelvic pain uh, and sexual pain. Um, I think those are the ones that come to mind right yeah. now. But then I'll send you a couple of names of specialists that cool. we've worked with. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. And if anyone wants to get in contact with you, where can they do so? Um, Either LinkedIn, yeah. Estrella Jaramillo Rios, and I'll give you the link too, or Instagram, which is at Estrella J Rios. And I'll link all of it. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Okay. Thank yeah. you for being here and for sharing of all of this information 
And yeah, I hope everyone found this really interesting and checks out the app. Be one. Yeah, thank you so much. It was thank amazing you. to be here.